Art Scene Now with WVIA's Larry Voitko. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. I, I, okay, okay. I hope you're all having a fine day. Because I may put a damper on it. I have a pop quiz. Oh, my God. Name the sections of the orchestra. I'll give you a hint. Think Britain's Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra. Go. Time's up. Pass the papers in. Let's take a look. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good, good. Hmm. Things you bang on? <sighs> the word is percussion. Well, that's one. Good, good. Oh, very good. <laughs> well, it looks like most of you have been listening. In addition to percussion, there's the brass section, the woodwinds, and the heart of the orchestra, the strings. I'm Larry Voitko. Composers have long known the incredible range of pitches and sounds that can be coaxed from that collection of violins, violas, cellos, and basses. From bowing in various ways and in various places on the strings, to plucking the strings, to gently placing fingers on the strings, to produce that special otherworldly sound of harmonics. The strings of the orchestra provide composers with a sonic palette that can create a multitude of soundscapes. The Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic offers us the opportunity to explore this world of sound in a concert of music for string orchestra. It's a program that traverses the ages. From Bach's Brandenburg No. 3, through music of Grieg, Holst, and Debussy, to a new work by a former resident of northeastern Pennsylvania, the Philharmonic, under the direction of Melis Brunet, is inviting us to embark on a musical journey through time. I spoke with the orchestra's executive director, Nancy Sanderson. It's almost like a history lesson. I don't want to put anybody off by saying that. But we have music that goes from the Baroque into the now. Right. So, uh, right. <laughs> and, and you don't often get that in a, in a concert. Uh, I think it actually is easier to put together that kind of a program with just a string orchestra. I think it's a little more difficult yes. with, a, with a brass choir and, and, and the wind instruments and things of that sort. But with a string orchestra, we're going to have a journey yeah, there's so much wonderful repertoire for just string orchestra. And so we wanted to give our strings uh, a moment to shine. And we're excited because we have recently appointed our new concertmaster. His name is Rutao Mao, and he is a beautiful player. Mm -hmm. 
The harpsichord part will be played by Ron Stabinski, who is a well-known pianist uh, from our region, but he he performs all over the world now. (laughs) That's another uh, aspect of Baroque music, especially uh, for the keyboard player, the harpsichordist, is that that harpsichord part is never the same in each performance because right. of the way it's written out it's it's really <clears throat> the, the composer really just kind of sketches that out and it's up to the harpsichordist to really improvise around that and Ron is a great choice because he uh, is also a jazz artist who knows improvisation inside outside and upside down and so to have him uh, be that base for the strings right. uh, to then uh, comment on is, is is a wonderful choice You also have uh, the the concerto, so to speak, on the program, is a work by Debussy for harp and strings. It's the yes. uh, Danse Sacrée et Profane, which translates, and that's how English is. It never sounds; it always sounds better in French. Uh, sacred and <laughs> profane dances. Yes. So, who is who do you have as the harp soloist for the yeah. Debussy? Lee Yun Che. Lee uh, was born and. Um, studied harp in Singapore for a long time and uh, the principal harpist of the Singapore Symphony is a close friend of mine and she made that recommendation. Um, We of course wanted our principal harpist to do it, Andre, but he had already scheduled another concert and we're thrilled about Lee um, being with us. He's an elegant player. Also, you have Grieg. Now, we have a romantic composer, but you're doing the Holberg Suite. That's right. Which is, what, Grieg's uh, tribute to the 18th century or kind of a tip of the hat to to his, the you know what was left to him by an earlier generation. It's kind of an um, early example of neoclassicism. That's right, that's right. The, the reason that we put it on, especially in the second half, is because the f- opening of the second half is a very contemplative piece. And we wanted to balance that with the optimism of the Holberg Suite. It's just such a happy piece. It's feel-good right. music. It is. That's it, exactly it, what yeah. it is. It makes you smile almost from beginning to, to end. And uh, Holberg, of course, was a reference to Ludwig Holberg. Uh, the great playwright in the 18th century. You know, when Melissa and I started um, working together on programming for this season, we were prioritizing uh, about getting um, underrepresented composers on on the season. And so um, we Coolridge Taylor was one of our um, composers. We uh, did his violin concerto. And um, I'm really thrilled that we have three living composers on this season because um, so often living composers are overlooked. And on this particular concert, we have uh, Bruce Ryprich, um, who is 
going to be with us, and we'll be talking to the audience before the concert uh, with Melise about his piece. And we have uh, Jesse Montgomery, who is um, a woman of color, who also is going to be on this program. She's do, uh, We're doing Starburst, which is a dynamic and rhythmic piece of music. It, it's three minutes of pure energy. Jessie Montgomery is one of the most sought-after composers today. She is. Uh, she's very well regarded, and it's exciting that we here in northeastern Pennsylvania, the Scranton-Wilkesbury area, have that opportunity to to come in contact and hear music that's being made now. So often, classical music is thought about being in some museum somewhere. It's dusty that's right. and what have you, uh, which is you know th- that's n- not really a good characterization because every time a piece of music is played, it's fresh. It's a new. It's brand new. It's never something that you have to dust off. But really, it's it's wonderful to have a brand new work, Starburst. I love the title itself. <laughs> But tell me more about Bruce Ripridge. How did you get to know him? Bruce taught at Wilkes University in the music department for years. And uh, at that point, um, my husband and I were both also teaching at Wilkes University. And we got to know him, and we've remained very close friends with him. Uh, He moved to um, the University of Northern Arizona. And uh, since then, he has collaborated with musicians and orchestras and chamber ensembles all over the world. He's particularly well-known in Brazil, in Germany, and in Turkey. We're listening to When Quiet Comes by Bruce Ripridge. I spoke to the composer via Zoom about this work that was written in 2021. He tells us that the piece 
was created in response to the loss of someone very close to him. In 2019, my brother died of cancer, August of that year. And shortly thereafter, I was seated outside on my deck in the evening. And I was watching the moon pass behind the pine trees in my backyard. And I was thinking about my brother. I had a lot of memories to, to work through. And the idea of the composition came to me at that particular point. And I then flushed it out and uh, there it is. Was he a musician as well or have, a, have an interest in music? No, he, he was just the opposite. He had virtually no interest in mu any type of music, actually. How did he feel about your choice of career? Well, he was an accountant. And so his perspective on everything was different from mine. We were at opposite ends of the spectrum. And uh, he, he respected what I did. Um, he, he supported me. He helped me with uh, certain things along the way. But uh, if he was listening to music, it would be um, Muzak or Easy Listening, which is uh, quite different from any of my interests. <laughs> So, in a way, this is a, in memory of your brother, but the character of the music, does it in some way reflect his character, or is it more of a way of expressing your reaction, response to having known him, being a sibling, and uh, going through the... Uh, the, the, the terrible time of his of his illness and, and, and being with him in those times. So how does this music play out in regards to the relationship you had with your brother? It, it reflects my feelings towards him and a sense of loss. Although I, I did write this piece not only with him in mind, but with the thought that it might have been a piece of music that he would enjoy. because it's a, it's a very conservative piece. It's very lyrical, very lush, very accessible. And in some ways is much different from the other things that I write, which are, are more hardcore contemporary. So I, I thought when I was writing this piece that I would hope that he would have enjoyed listening to it and that he would be able to uh, respond emotionally to the piece. I also had the idea that this type of grief that one goes through and a sense of sorrow is not unique to me or anyone else. And it's a way in which we bond together, whether in joy or sorrow. And the music, I would hope, uh, goes beyond my own feelings and my own thoughts about my brother and would have a more universal appeal 
in that uh, we all share different types of grief, just as we share different types of sorrow. And so in that regard, I wanted to write a piece that was accessible to a broad audience. Composer Bruce Reiprich. His piece, When Quiet Comes, will be performed during the upcoming concert of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, Saturday, March 11th at 8 p.m. at the KCCA, the Kirby Center for the Creative Arts on the campus of Wyoming Seminary in Kingston. Dr. Reiprich and music director Melise Brunet will discuss the piece and many other aspects of music at 7 p.m. For more information, go to nepaphil.org, N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org. Executive Director Nancy Sanderson extends a special invitation from members of the Board of Directors of the Orchestra. We have a terrific board at the Philharmonic. Our Board of Directors is active and they really care about the orchestra and two of our younger board members have established a group called the Young Professionals and it's a group that targets young professionals in their 30s and 40s and they are gathering together before and after concerts and um, they're either learning about the music or having a party or drinks afterwards and so it becomes more of an experience and we're really excited about that model for creating experiences for our listeners. Thank you, Larry Voitko.